It's actually just a really big zit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no wonder they were making fun of Rudolph. Poor boy. He had an awkward adolescence. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> this is the critter cast podcast hi welcome to critter cast (laughs) oh my god i'm cassie i'm karina and this is episode 24 of critter cast we are if you are just turning in for the very tuning in for the very first time (laughs) you're just turning on your radio for the first time ever also if you can find us on the radio please tell me how because that's cool uh we are a comedic animal themed podcast yeah yes. so every week we talk about cats and animals <laughs> and how much we love them yeah and how sometimes we low-key hate them it just depends on the week and what they're up to right that week but in all actuality we talk about critters big and small domestic and non-domestic and, you know, we touched on basically everything except for imaginary. Mm-hmm. But I think one day we'll do one, and I, you know, yeah, just absolutely. for fun. April Fool's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, perfect. Oh, right. So this week is a little bit odd. We are coming upon the Christmas holiday mm-hmm. where we will be separated as we each spend time with our families mm-hmm. and coordinating, recording multiple podcast episodes in preparation for that separation just like doesn't happen when you have careers that we do that are like seasonally very busy around (laughs) the same time yes um so uh instead we will be taking a few weeks off and then coming back fresh in the new year Mm -hmm. so this episode is coming to you a little bit later than it normally would just because it'll you know it's it's gonna make the time tidy between episodes a little bit shorter that's right so you have to wait a little bit longer for episode 24 but it'll make your wait for the big episode 25 yeah even, even shorter yeah we'll do our quarter of a quarter of a century episode oh my god uh, in january 2019 yeah when our first one will be but you have this episode to tide you over and we obviously had to right. do the most holiday animal we possibly could hey karina yes ask me what the weather is like what's the weather like it's rain dear it's not though but it's not raining it is it's totally it was sprinkling okay that's fun so uh that's the big that's the big surprise folks today episode 24 we will be discussing reindeer in all their glory and i will say right now i know that there's a person out there listening who says but that is an imaginary creature and you are wrong folks reindeer are very real creatures yes can they fly we will find out we will yes. find out in this episode. That's right. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. But as as per usual, before we delve into the facts of our Critter of the right. Week, we just like to give you a little insight into the CritterCast world and what's going on. Um, are things you, have been quiet. Are you s- suggesting that there's something going on in CritterCast world? There is something going on in CritterCast world. It has been quiet uh, publicly on social media uh-huh. because we've all been so busy with Yes. Everything else that's happening. Um, our Patreon's been quiet. Everything's been quiet. That does not mean that life has been quiet for CritterCast. No. Yes. No. So, uh, as you all know, we, we started CritterCast, or maybe you don't know. Maybe this is your first episode. Right. Uh, hopefully you do know. We started CritterCast in large because of our, our newfound passion for reptiles. Yes. And owning reptiles as pets. Um, when we started CritterCast, we had a single reptile. Mm-hmm. His name was Basil. Yeah. His name is Basil. We love him dearly. Yeah, we haven't changed He's his good. Name. He's awesome. He, he does die. have a lot of like, nicknames. He does. Baz, the the face of Critter Cast, yeah. our lovely little leopard gecko 
critter cast mascot. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, now we're five, almost six months into critter cast mm-hmm. and, and we've gone from one to five reptiles uh-huh. in a year. Cause we oh got basil gosh. in October of 2017. It, we didn't know what an obsession it was. We didn't realize how quickly you can like become obsessed with having several reptiles. And once you have one, it's very easy to just be like, yeah, bringing on another one is not a big deal. So we very quickly ended up with five reptiles. After we had basil, we lasted like a solid six months with just basil. That's true. The entire time we were like obsessing over what other species we could have. And I was working up the courage to branch out and get a snake because I've always thought snakes were cool. Right. But I was like kind of terrified. I'd never held one. Like I touched them, but I never like held one or handled one. Yeah. And then it all started when I was at our local, just regular, you know, big big brand pet store. And they had this little spotted python that was like being super active. And I'd never seen a snake like interacting with people like that. Because most of the time you see them and they're curled up or they're hiding. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I asked the employees if I could hold it. And then I was like, Cassie, I held the snake today and it was actually like really cool. And then we were like, okay, well, where, where could I get a snake that's not at a big box pet store? Because right. we knew we didn't want to get a pet from a big box pet store. Then all of a sudden we discovered that there was a reptile specialty store like within an hour of us uh. that we didn't know about. <laughs> and we went and we saw these corn snakes. And I was like, I don't, I'm not ready for a snake yet, but this was cool. The yes. corn snakes were good. Yeah. This was the snake I decided on. Yeah. And then a week later, I was like, I can't stop thinking about that corn snake. Yep. <laughs> so then we got Cornelius. And yes. then we, we lasted another good several months without acquiring a new reptile. It's true. And we went to a reptile expo knowing yep. that we were looking for a crested gecko. Yep. That was the, the San next Jose thing we wanted to reptile add. expo, which right. you can watch our video of on right. our Facebook page. Yeah, we have the the vlog and the live video we did at that expo yep. where you find that we did successfully acquire a crested gecko and, and a Kenyan Sambo. Yes. <laughs> so that was how we got to four reptiles right which seemed like a lot at the time it did and then the next month we went to the sacramento show and we were like we don't need any new ones we got ours at the last show yeah even though the sacramento show is where we had gotten basil yeah and we were literally were not going to get an animal no we were just gonna go and obsess over everyone else and we were like seeing them and we were excited we had lots of animals and like we didn't no yeah we were doing good we were were holding strong and then we like met this one tiny leopard gecko that was just like the funniest cutest thing and her breeder just couldn't stop talking about how she had such a big personality and Mm -hmm. and that she just when when we held her that she wasn't that sweet with anyone else that she was really sassy and (laughs) wriggly usually and so we walked away we're good we did we We walked away but then we walked back yeah and then we ended up leaving with the leopard gecko so that's how our collection grew (laughs) from one to five within a year very quickly yes within a year we went from one to five reptiles i regret nothing i don't i don't i really don't but i said okay that's it i have no more money for tanks right i have no more space on no more space it's just five right and that's good yeah right uh, and then yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I was at work at my cat and dog adoption event for yeah. the organization that I work for. And those events do happen at a Petco. Yeah. And they always have reptiles. And I mm-hmm. never really look too much at them because it makes me sad to see them, in, yes. you know, suboptimal it's not the worst the the petco that's local to us it has a lot yes. of really caring employees yeah. a couple of employees who are really passionate about reptiles who really and like very them well informed right yeah and they're trying to do their best with what the store right. gives them the, obviously it's, it's just you know it's the, just a bigger it's a larger problem than this individual petco right uh so i usually just ignore the reptiles there yeah right so 
I we had brought Basil for mm-hmm. pictures with Santa. Of course we Because we were going to bring the dogs, but it's a lot to manage while I'm trying to work and you're trying to volunteer yes. to have three dogs yeah. there. That, yeah. Especially one who doesn't necessarily do great in public. No. Uh, and one who gets really excited in public. Yeah. And then one who's just kind of, you know, easy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> then we take Basil over to get his photo with Santa. And the the employee that is helping take the photos mm-hmm. is like, oh, that's so cute. This is going to come out so cute. I love reptiles and telling me all about her personal uh-huh. collection, which is uh-huh. awesome because I always love yes. to meet fellow reptile owners. Yes. Um, and then she was like, yeah, I mean, if you guys are looking for another one, we just had this, this rep, this huge, like, giant really looking well cared for leopard gecko surrendered to us this morning a person came in in tears and uh surrendered their leopard gecko so and their, their hamster and we just got the feeling like it wasn't like they weren't taking care of them but right. just like so they were really overwhelmed or something didn't get a lot of information right and it's it's in the back and i and he's like you know and we we can house it here but we yeah. really would like to get it out as soon as possible and i was like um, um what (laughs) and so then like because i'm a sucker and they kept telling me you know how sad it was that these people had been sobbing i said well can i see it and then she went um and i was like it's totally okay if i can she's like no no let me just go grab it away she goes to the back out she comes with this giant and i mean i always thought basil was a big leopard gecko but i mean like this has got to have some sort of giant morph like in there it's not it's definitely not like a a massive no no but it's it's quite it's large a, it's a quite large leopard gecko and gorgeous yellow Beautiful. orange coloring like yeah certainly not a normal nope. definitely not normal colored and definitely a, a more expensive morph yeah um not just Very. gold not just albino but like yeah we haven't quite identified yet we'll and post she, pictures and she hands it to me and i say oh my god the eyes are stunning they're on like this an thing amber and they're giant color. And they're giant eyes oh so beautiful this gorgeous and it just hangs for a while and you can always kind of tell when a leopard gecko has been really well cared for. Yeah. Because their tails are nice yeah, and nice fat. Yeah, nice fat tail, nice big thick body. Mm-hmm. And like it just was kind of chilling. And yep. it, like no toes missing, no nope. skin hanging anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like looked in really good shape. Really good shape. Um, And then I tried to flip it over to see if I could tell if it was a male or female. And that did scare it. And it was like, <laughs> ah, I'm wait, done, I'm gone. What? Uh, and then she took it away and she was like, well, you know, if you're serious, if you want to take it, let me know. And I was like, oh my God, our boss did just give us permission to rehome reptiles through (laughs) SBCA. But then I was like, no, 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 no. And I walked away and we finished event and then I finished packing everything up and then I went back and I was like, all right, I will take your gecko. (laughs) And I can't believe I did that. We didn't have a tank set up. We didn't have anything. So I take this, get like, I literally just fill out their little paper adoption form that I have adopters fill out all the time. Yeah. And they hand me a gecko in a box. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the story of how we accidentally sort of, not accidentally, Yes. were given a free gecko from Petco. Thanks, Petco. (laughs) So that's what's going on in the Critter Test world. Yeah. Keep an eye out for photos of yeah. this of this rescued gecko and suggest um, gender neutral names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh my goodness. So yeah, it's been it's been, been that a kind of wild twenty four hours. It's it's been that kind of day. It has been, <laughs> and uh, that's why we're getting around to this episode super late. I was sick this week. Yeah. Cassie was extremely busy with work this week. I was busy with work and sick. It was not a good combination. No. no. And so by the time the end of the week rolled around and I had time, I was like 
so tired from being sick yeah. and like not having very time to rest energy depleted that i was like i really don't even want to do an episode at all but no. cassie convinced me that it would be unfair to leave you guys for four weeks without an episode you're welcome so here we are <laughs> i love you critter cast crew oh yeah yep i love you too karina thank uh-huh. you for for recording an episode uh-huh. with me today it's going to be worth it. It's worth your while. I have really awesome information about caribou slash reindeer. Well, let's just get into it Shall then. we? Shall we dig into it? But, no. They do dig. I know, but that's not. Shall we deer, veer, dry? Nope. <laughs> what what I do don't reindeer know. do? They, they have red noses. They fly. They fly. Let's <laughs> fly into it. <laughs> So reindeer. Yes. They're real. Yes. Yeah. They are real creatures. Yes. Real critters. Yep. And they are. They're also called caribou. Yes. So if you're, um, they're, they're found in the northern regions of North America, Europe, Asia, and Greenland. In North America, we tend to refer to them as caribou. Yeah. But in Europe, they tend to be referred to as reindeer, although they do have many other names. We'll, we'll talk about that too. But yes, caribou, reindeer. Yeah. Yay. It's funny because like the cartoon versions of right. reindeer are like deer with antlers. Yes, that's like, not what they are. But and they're and it's funny because even like the male, even the buck reindeer in right. cartoons are like so dainty and yeah. pointy and gentle. And you're like, even just plain old deer, bucks, right. they're big honking animals. Yes. And caribou are like they're more horse-like big. than deer-like right. in their structure right. and how they look. If you don't know what they look like, Google right now, caribou, mm-hmm. reindeer, very cute. They yep. are very cute. They're beautiful. But they're like, they're larger, rounder creatures. Yeah. But in the Santa Claus movies with Tim, Tim Allen, yeah. they do a pretty good job. Like, that's a caribou. Yes. You're good. Although, some interesting things that we'll talk about in a little bit more detail later is that most of the reindeer that you see in movies, even the live Reindeer mm-hmm. are not the type of reindeer that would actually be pulling Santa's sleigh. Well, I mean, accurate. None of them would be because none of them are magical. Shh. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> so reindeer, the scientific name is Ranger Tarandus. That doesn't sound Latin. Rangifer. <laughs> Rangifer Terranandus. Ter- ter- <laughs> I don't know. I think I get worse at this every week. <laughs> Some of them are easier than others. Look, they're herbivores. Okay. Okay. Great. They Herbivores for the win. <laughs> they have many, 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 many different subspecies. Okay. So some of the information that we're going to talk about today is going to have a bit of a wide range because it's accounting for all of the subspecies. Okay. But when you say many, though, we're not yeah. talking about like thousands. No, but like. Like dozens. Yeah, even maybe 100 or 150. Fair. around there. Fair. Um, so their their height, they can vary from four to five to five and a half feet at the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hands. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. And weight-wise, depending on the type of subspecies that they are and if they're male or female, they can be 240 to 700 pounds. Because we're back in the mammal world yep. where males are larger. Yes. Generally. But not necessarily. And that's kind of a wonky thing about reindeer. Interesting. Is that you're, yeah, 
generally the males are larger. Right. But they can vary so much even within a particular subspecies and within a, a herd that if you're looking at kind of an average size one, you can't necessarily know if it's a smaller male or a larger female. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for for the extremities, you can usually tell like the really small ones are probably going to be female. Yeah. The really big ones are probably going to be male, but, but like, most of the ones average the ones are going to be hang there. Yep. Well. Yep. Isn't that confusing? It's super confusing. That lines up though with the mythology because like when you think about it, you're not there's there's nine reindeer on the line, right? Right. Eight, eight pairs and then a leader. Yeah. And they are all the same size. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. They're just going middle of the line. Yes. Here. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Historically, the European and Asian reindeer and the American caribou were considered to be different species, but they're actually the same. But sub, they're subspecies. Mm, they're the same. Oh, those ones are the same. Yeah. Okay. Well, so there's two major groups of reindeer. There's the tundra and then the woodland reindeer. And then they're divided according to type of region that the animal lives in. Right. Not their global location, but like the habitat. Yeah, their the actual habitat. environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're because further they divided. Specifically to that. Yes. They're further divided into subspecies. Oh, okay. Fewer subspecies than I thought. Nine to 13 subspecies. Okay. At least one subspecies is already extinct. So that's pretty shitty. That's the Arctic reindeer. Sorry. Sorry, friends. Um, But put a pin in this this fact right here because it's possible that the reindeer caribou being the same species thing might become a little bit more complicated as current research evolves mm. there's there's a group we have that's a better working understanding on that. of yeah. complex genetics and we're not just putting people or not people putting animals into arbitrary boxes boxes you know, Again, our same, our same old. Our understanding now, nemesis. as of December sixteenth, two thousand eighteen, yes, is that they are the same species, yeah. broken down into nine to thirteen subspecies. Yes, exactly. There you go. But that may change, <laughs> as with everything we report on this. Right. There's literally research being done every day about all kinds of yeah. things. So yeah, everything can change. Right. Don't get too settled in your facts, folks. That's right. Facts are just the information that we think we know right now. Oh, God. <laughs> sometimes oh, we're going to give our listeners Sometimes you have true crises. facts, and sometimes you have facts that are not true facts. Oh. <laughs> and then those facts are fake news. No! <laughs> you know, for all of our non-U.S. listeners, because we have quite a few of them at this we point. We do, yeah. Thank you. Welcome. Hi, we love you. I don't think you understand our pain, though, when we say I fake think, news. I think they know. They can't possibly understand. Maybe, it on this level. maybe not the depth of our pain and agony, <laughs> oh, especially with all of the daily. Okay, we're not going to get into it. This is not a political podcast. Uh, if you tell wanna... me about the reindeer, yeah, tell let's me do that about Santa's so, magical companion. The name reindeer is a Norse word that comes from uh, the old Norse word. That is literally not a word. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how Let I pronounce it. it. Let me see it. Yeah, I feel like that would just be like crane. Crane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which meant deer. And it okay. has nothing to do with the reins of a sled. The name caribou, on the other hand, comes from the French and from the Mi'kmaq. Qualipu. Wow. It's, yes. Really slaughtering things I know. today. I, I'm sorry. Folks. It's funny. I never thought of reindeer as being called reindeer because of the reins. Yeah, me neither. It's not even. Do, do some people think that? I don't know. Do you think that, listeners? Tell us. 
I don't think so. Okay. I just like they are reindeer. Yeah, because it's raining. No. Oh, that's what? not how it's spelled. <laughs> True. <Whatever. laughs> Anyhow, the word qualapu means snow shoveler, which I think is the most accurate one. Because okay. yeah, because I mean, yeah. they gotta they gotta move the snow to get down to their food. Exactly. Yes. So, I did a lot of research into the different sort of biological adaptations and then the behavior and habits that they have mm-hmm. in order to survive in mm-hmm. pretty vastly extreme yeah. conditions. Right. But also changing conditions too. Right. Because they, they they do migrate and they live in places where either it's freaking frozen and cold and yeah. yikes or it's really pretty mild. Yeah. Because like tundras and forests. Yeah can range drastically yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's the whole point is they they do experience seasons yep so then these critters also experience seasons and have to know how to adapt exactly Just like our friends the snowshoe hares yes Gotta yeah know how to adapt yeah it's all about the adaptation so we'll be talking about that a lot but i wanted to give you just some background into what are reindeer lives like when they're not stuck in the north pole with some little white fat guy in a <laughs> red coat. Oh, we're going weird into Santa Land again. Yeah, we went into Santa Land last sorry. time, too. Yikes. <laughs> Not last time, but the time before. No, it was last time, I oh, think. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. Weird. Yeah. No, we did bees last time. Told you. Oh, that's right. Bees. Yes. Oh, I love bees. No, Weird Santa Land was episode 22. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Okay, so <laughs> so let's talk about how do reindeer get made? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird way to say it. You're talking about reindeer mating and yeah. like breeding? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So they have seasons, including um, the... Seasonal breeders, like yep. cats or dogs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dogs aren't yeah, really not seasonal really. breeders. But they do kind of go into heat like cats do, although for them it's called rut. Okay. Rut lasts 11 days. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. It is exactly 11 days. Like from the hour. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Um, And in describing the woodland caribou, um, the species, anyway, a very reliable source wrote during the, it's the S-A-R-A. I just don't remember what the acronym stands for at this particular moment. Okay. They write that the the during the rut, the males engage in frequent and furious sparring battles with their antlers. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, mostly the males who do the mating are the largest right. males with the biggest antlers. Right. Don't be too worried, though. Most of them don't get seriously hurt because they are able to look at other reindeer and their antlers and judge who they could actually take on. Yeah. So most of them... And even when they lose, it's not like a fight to the death. Right. It's, it's just more, a fight to when you're too posturing. tired to keep going. Yeah, exactly. It's like, nah, okay, fine, cool. I don't really... Yeah. I have lost this. It's okay. They're smarter than humans. Yeah. They can <laughs> they can recognize when they've been beat. Yeah, yeah. But the males, the, the females and the calves do ha- live in mostly communal, like, herd family groups. Yeah. But the males tend to be much more solitary. Right. So... They're like, I'm going to wander this, this snowy tundra by myself. By myself. With my emo hair and my Panic at the Disco music. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do you put these filters on these critters? I don't understand. Because it amuses me. 
You could say it emoses you. Ah, I could if I were as funny as you. Oh, no. (laughs) So a successful male may mate with 15 to 20 females during rest. For 11 days. Yeah. 15 to 20. Right? So just like men, they're quick in and out and they don't care about the female's pleasure, huh? That's right. Wow. Accurate. Selfish. So, so selfish. Uh, The female reindeer then have a gestation period of about 7.5 months and give birth usually to only one youth at a time, although records uh, do exist showing up to four uh, calves being born at once. Right? kind of like humans, where one is the norm, but they are capable of having multiples. Multiples. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, like, horrendous. Please mostly just have one. Yeah. Goodness. It has to have been, like, there was one out there that, like, yeah. had four. Yeah. Because, like, even yeah. in humans, multiples, oh, twins, more common. Right. But, like, anything more than twins is only more common due to us messing around and doing extra things. Yeah. In yeah. A, you know, in an effort. It's possible to have natural oh, sure. triplets or quadruplets. It's just not... The norm. Right. Yeah. And, like, I'm so sorry to those women out there who are just trying to have a baby and they end up with four. That's insane. But I'm sure they're all lovely. No, I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> if you have four kids, one of them's bound to be a screw up. You just know it. <laughs> Wait, how many brothers and sisters do you have? <laughs> but she's not like we all came out at the same time. Like, statistically, it's better because we're all singles, you know? But, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. There's five of us, so. So, okay. Ooh. Dicey. <laughs> the calves are then born in May or June. Okay. Newborns can follow the mother within an hour of birth, and they start to graze after about 45 days, but continue to breastfeed. Nurse, yeah, right. nurse. That's mm-hmm. such a breastfeed. I mean, right? It's, it's nursing. It's nursing. Yeah, breastfeeding yeah. is an odd term. Yes. They're not eating your breast. No. They're nursing. Ew. Oh my god. They're little cannibals. I don't like talking about mammal babies. Babies. It's too much. Reminds me of too much of humans and I'm over it. Oh yeah. Fair. They um they're pretty capable pretty quickly because they have to be, right? So they're fully weaned within about six months. Yep. And they start growing their first set of antlers at by their second birthday. Okay. And we is this on your list for later or do we need to address this now? Like male and female animals? It's on the list. Okay, yeah, definitely. And then the reindeers become fully mature at four to six years old and they tend to live in the wild. Okay. So they're like average life expectancy. No, that's not it. Because here's the thing. Up to half of the calves that are born mm-hmm. each season will likely die so they have a high infant mortality yes okay yeah um but the ones that live tend to live in the wild for 15 to 18 years okay and then if they're living in a more protected area if they're in a herd that's being um that's on like a nature reserve or right or that's being like farmed what's the word for that people have their they have a herd that they care for like a domesticated herd yeah like, they're not, obviously, they're not, yeah. as a species, a domesticated species. But in some areas, yes. Oh. Some yeah. of the subspecies mm-hmm. maybe are domesticated. Yep, exactly. Because it's, like, as a whole over thing. Like, obviously, we own a lot of exotic animals, and these are captive yeah. animals, but they're this not This is exotic. kind of like when we talked about the water buffalo. Yes. Where, yes. like, some... Here, for us, if we were to think about have, just having our own 
semi-domesticated water buffalo, it would be a very right odd thought for most Americans. Right. But it's yeah. very much normal it's in just other a, places. It's just a timing thing where it, a species can be considered domesticated if they've been yeah. raised by humans for in, in, enough generations. And they have. Okay. Some, some humans um, have been... What's the term that I'm looking for? Raising? Rearing? Yeah. Cultivating herds for like 3,000 years of reindeer. Hmm. So, yeah. Fun. Yep. And I mean, like, you know that they, they exist. Right. That's and they're, they're a, a pretty, um, you know, pretty not gentle per docile. se, but pretty docile. Yeah. Right. They're not aggressive right. animals in nature. Right. Right. And they not aggressive to humans. Mm-mm. And they're to other big males. Large mammals rust. that can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're large mammals that can carry, you know, weight. Yeah. They can, um, they can be farmed for farmed again. I'm not finding the word I want. Um, they can be... It's raised is the word you're looking no, for. No, there's a different word I'm looking for, but it's not coming to me. Okay. It's too early and I haven't finished all my coffee. Wait, hang on. You raise farm animals. Yeah, but if you have a herd of them, you do something with that herd. I don't know, dude. I'm just not... I'm blanking. I'm you sorry. raise them. I'm okay, like, fine. So they, you can raise them for, uh, for their meat, which is really good. And also, their milk is incredibly... High in nutrition. So some in some places. I'm, I'm fixing Are you for finding you. the right word for me? Livestock are domesticated animals raised in an agricultural setting. Uh-huh. Let's see. <laughs> Maybe I'm just making it up. Maybe it's one of those things where in a different language there would be a word for it. Maybe. Yeah. It just seems to be bothering you so it's much. It's bothering like me a lot. To- I feel like I have to solve the, solve it. But I really think that, like, because, I mean, are you thinking about the the word livestock? Is that? No, it's a different, nah, it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. I can get over it. It's can okay. you? No, but it's okay. I will. I will get over it. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, so their, their meat is really tasty. Uh, very nutritional. Their milk is very nutritional. So there they can be huge benefits to the um, communities that do farm them. They can be raised like cattle, yes. essentially. Yeah. We just, just not, it just doesn't match up with our culture right. here in the United States. Well, and we did actually used to have that type of slightly more domesticated uh, reindeer, well, caribou here yeah. in the U.S., but those particular species have basically been made extinct or um or they no longer come as far south as they used to mm-hmm. we do have records of them being in like new mexico wow right yeah but they no longer come that far south um and so they're not really a part of our everyday right. lives right yeah which is why so also many we people, have cattle which is why so many people seem to think that they don't exist right <laughs> it's such an right. odd thing well because if you say caribou people are like yeah oh caribou. yeah caribou and they just don't like when you say reindeer they're like what? Oh, reindeer. You're yes. like, it's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The same. They do exist. It's the same thing. He does exist. It does exist. He do does exist. exist. <laughs> Eminem, shout out. <laughs> Best holiday commercial. So true. Such an odd commercial. Yeah. Cannibal, Emin, human, I don't know. No, the M&Ms aren't cannibals. But the humans the still humans do eat the M&Ms eat even the though they're weird little M&Ms. people. Yeah. That seems pretty accurate to humans, though. I know. 
So yeah, we, we are literally talking about raising animals. For Maybe meat. what we should do is start a M and M rescue. <laughs> what would we do with all the M and Ms that we didn't eat? We would eat them. What? Just quietly. <laughs> we wouldn't tell anyone that we did. We'd be like, yes, I'm rehoming this, this M&M. Is, this is a very off-topic podcast okay. episode. I'm sorry. That's my fault. It's it's fine. It's just we're never going to get through your several pages of facts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna trim down because not all of them are as vital as okay. the rest of them. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So they, they can live 15 to 18 years, um, up to 20 if they're in a more protected area mm-hmm. um and they do seem to have um cycles in their uh population population trends that uh vary every like 40 to 60 years okay so and that you know that makes sense with predation and um climate change trends too so yep yeah yeah pretty cool what do they eat well they're herbivores you they said are. that earlier yes but they are so. also opportunistic carnivores well that that's cheating then because then yeah. they're not herbivores right then they're really just omnivores who lean heavily on the veggies yes that's basically it that's dumb mm-hmm. don't be dumb <laughs> so in the summer months they'll or eat like herbivores and insectivores maybe no no okay no well, you know in the summer months they'll mostly eat sedges grasses Herbs, ferns, mosses, whatever they can Say find on the tundra. And then pause because you realize that the word isn't sedges. No, it's spelled sedges. What? Sedges. What's a sedge? Hang on, I'm looking it up. Are we sure it's not like a sagebrush? It's sedge? Sedge. Is that a word? It's a word. It's a plant. It's a type of plant. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Looks like a sagebrush. Grasses, to me. <laughs> rushes, um, True sedges are the genus Carex. Interesting. Funky. Huh. Wind pollinated. Nice. Nutgrass. They don't need the bees. Nut sedge. Eliocaris. Oh, pretty ones. Okay, yeah. So. Funky. Basically, I tried to call you out and I was wrong. Ha ha ha. I hate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's worse than being told you're wrong. I'll pretend that you were right. Yes, sage. <laughs> no. They <eat> sage. Stop. <laughs> Um, but then, whoa, I accidentally went way far down in my notes. Okay. But like I said, they occasionally in the winter months, they do have methods to be able to get down to the buried food underneath the snow. Like shovel nosing. Mm -hmm. Shovel nosing. And then their, their hooves. And we'll talk about this more, but they can dig really well with their hooves. Yeah. Um, but sometimes if they can't find their preferred food, they have been known to eat lemmings, birds' eggs, and Arctic char, which is a type of fish. Interesting. Yeah. Lemmings. I, poor, poor lemmings. What, an, what a weird thing to eat. Wait, are lemmings real or are they imaginary? <laughs> well, I feel you know, like I hear a lot about imaginary lemmings, but I don't ever see them. Well, I Because they're all dead. Was, right. Like, wasn't there a whole thing about how they're, like, basically extinct, but not really? I don't know. Let's do a lemmings episode. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Um, So, yeah. So, in the winter months, usually they feed on lichens and fungi, which they can gain access to by sweeping snow and ice away with their antlers and or hooves. Mm -hmm. And they do, they have this really unique adaptation that means that they have an enzyme called lichenase, 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 
Yeah, which enables them to break down the tough lichens to release glucose. Yeah, enzymes always end in ASC. Ace. Ace. Like an ace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, They do have several predators, despite being quite large and having those daunting antlers. Naturally, one of the predators is wolves. Mm -hmm. Um, But during the calving season, the calves are heavily subjected to predation. any, any... Anything that's big enough. Yeah, absolutely. Be coming at them because they're babies. Right. So it's easy. Their major predator. Yeah. Golden eagles. Oh. Right. Which makes sense when you think about it. But like that seems odd. That's ballsy still. Yeah. Like golden eagles are big, but they're not giant. Right. They're not these giant griffin creatures. Right. And like I'd imagine that baby caribou are still still pretty pretty large. Yeah. They're just not. They're just not able to defend themselves. So if you can. If you can get them just far enough away yeah. that their parents go, well, lost cause. Yeah. Then you. Well, and apparently there's um, there's quite a divide in the successful like rearing of the the reindeer babies, depending on if the mother has big antlers or has lost her antlers. Mm. So it's pretty valuable for the mothers to have antlers year round. Right. And if they do lose their antlers, they tend to grow them back very quickly, which is right. an adaptation that keeps them right. able to protect their babies right. more. Cuz cuz prey animals aren't going to be as, you know, they're they're right. Well, they are very capable hunters. Right. They are also intelligent and they're not all about making life harder for themselves. No. They're not going to go after the well-protected no. babies with the big moms. Right. They're going to go after the moms that are, like, a little too drunk and not really watching their kids. (laughs) You know? That's right. Those moms that are just, like, too busy in mommy circle to, like, even be keeping an eye on their Or they're like, hang on, I'm playing Candy Crush. (laughs) (laughs) And the calf is like, uh, mommy, uh, birdie, uh. Such a pretty bird. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's sad, though. (laughs) But also, circle of life, friends. Yes. Yeah. You have to embrace that on CritterCast. You do. Because we're talking about the predators and the prey right. and in, enjoying them all, we just have to understand that, that this is how life works. Yep. And that's why if you look at our logo, there's a circle on it. Um, I was being very heavily symbolic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's not a full circle on our logo, though. That's because sometimes the circle of life gets disrupted. Uh-huh. Whoa. Uh-huh. Brilliant. We're Did so you just claim credit for designing our logo? That's so rude. I put the circle in. So rude. And you did other parts. Uh-huh. It was a collaboration. Uh-huh. So rude. <laughs> um, interestingly, uh, the body of a caribou has occasionally been found in some types of whales, including like a killer whale, which they think is the result of one of those instances of like a a caribou being way too close to the shore mm, mm-hmm. and a very opportunistic right. whale or Try, shark. Because they're like, trying mm, to get some delicious. fish. They're like, yum. Yeah. They just go out onto the frozen yeah. water yes. and they're like, yeah, this is still solid. Yes. And a killer whale's like, delicious. No, Come not. here. Yeah. It's not. It's, not, it's water. It's and water. I'm here and I'm bursting through the ice to yep. get you. And that was a very tasty but kind of gets stuck Ga- in my gamey. teeth. It was a little gamey, yeah. Tastes like chicken. (laughs) Mmm, delicious. (laughs) So they do live in family herds. They're very social creatures, especially, like we said, the the females and Mm -hmm. the calves. They feed, travel, and rest in their herds. Mm -hmm. The herds can include, like, ten animals to a few hundred. 
And in the spring, the small herds can merge together to form super herds. Got it. That can be up to 500,000 members. You mean like the herd in Polar Express? Yes. Yes. 100%. Exactly. Big ol' herd. That's right. Yep. They're migratory animals, so as summer approaches, caribou herds head north in one of the world's greatest large animal migrations. And they can travel... A lot. Yeah. They can cover. And it's cover not like they're running either. They're of, just like. Right? Casually loping. But they got those long ass legs. And they can move basically all day. Yeah. Move and, move and graze all day. Yep. Exactly. When they're not being contained by humans, they're just like yeah. ambling along. Yep. Yeah. So they make Crazy. they make some good, good space. Cover they ground. Cover over a thousand miles. Which makes sense that when they then mm-hmm. take to the skies, they can get around the world in one night. It does. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at the end of their journey, they spend the summer feeding on the abundant grasses and plants of the tundra. And they can eat up to 12 pounds of food each day, which helps them prepare for the winter, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, so pretty cool. bulked up yeah. on that insulation. That's right. So let's talk about some of their uh, adaptations. Okay. Okay. So they have large hooves that are really useful tools. They're big enough to support the animal's bulk on the snow. Right. They're used to paddle really efficiently through water. Ah. So, yeah, they can swim really well. I mean, many, many animals can that we don't think can. Right? Like that it's not the first thing that occurs like to you. Like sloth. We talked about sloths yeah. being able to. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the neat thing about their ho- hooves is that... So they're kind of rounded uh-huh. so that they can act really well as a shovel. But during the summer months, they're softer and kind of expanded more. Okay. And then in the winter, they kind of take that shovel shape on a little bit more too. Mm. But that also helps them walk across the top of the snow. Right. So their feet actually change shape. Yeah. Because yeah. I think people, I, I don't think that anybody that's never been around hooved animals understands that like, they grow and change. Yeah. Because right. I think people just think of them as like, yeah, they have hooves. Yeah. But like they need trimming down. They need like filing. They, they, they're growing. Right. Things, right. Just yeah. like our nails. Yeah. They're not exactly like our nails. No, but they but can. Like, they, they change can, shape. Yes. They grow. It, it's not like a right. static. And by eating different things, you're going to affect right. like the composition of, yeah. They might be softer too. Yeah. Because that's part of how they eat seasonally. It's right. Probably unconsciously part of that. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty cool, I think. Um, so then that means that they can use those as a scoop and they can dig in the snow to search for food. And the sharp edges will give the animals really good purchase on rocks and ice. Mm-hmm. Antlers. Yes. Yeah. So males and females have antlers. Absolutely. But is there a size difference? Um, not too much of a size difference okay. necessarily. But not all females have them. Okay. And... Um, the females are the only ones who keep them for the whole year. What? Yeah. Isn't that what? interesting? So so we're not talking about like horns that grow and then they just are there and if they break, like too bad for you. No, 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 no. Antlers Mm-mm. are different. Yes. Okay. Yeah, antlers are usually shed once a year and then they regrow in the next season. Wild. Mm-hmm. And can they regrow to be like smaller than they were before or bigger than they were before yeah depending on how wow. how much like so it may be your, you, you know you may be lucky if yeah you ate well bulked up right. for your, your summer bod that's right wow. yep yep well and they're kind of made out of like not quite cartilage but yeah. something similar yeah so um or like similar to what our like nails or our teeth are made out of yeah 
so they can yes they yes, can be shed keratin. and then they can that's right that was the word i was looking for thank keratin. you um and then they can come back and the males tend to lose theirs in november okay but since the females keep them year round what does that mean about reindeer that we see having them in December, say on December 24th. They're all females? They're all females. That's impossible. No. Nope. But actually, it's not impossible. Makes a lot of think sense, of doesn't names. it? Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those names people have turned into very yep. masculine names. Yep. However, no. they're really not. No. Nope. And it's a big deal if you watch the actual original Rudolph the yep. Nose Reindeer cartoon, it's a big deal that he doesn't really have big antlers. Yes. And that was fair yes. because he didn't because he had also, lost his he antlers. he was born with a red light-up nose, which is odd. I have something about that, too. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So let's go, let's go back a little bit to the herded. That was the word I was looking for. Herded. That's not... Reindeer have been cont- herded for centuries by several Arctic and subarctic peoples. That's not... Yeah, that's definitely not like a thing that people use when they're talking about other herd animals. I'm, I'm, I've never heard anybody say, I I'm herding the cows. You heard, that's you a herd verb them. as in like you If you are them. herding them now, you have herded them in the past. No, they don't say that at all. It doesn't mean like raising them. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's definitely not how it's used. <laughs> I will reach out to all my agricultural friends Ag for folks, verification. Help. <laughs> they are all over the place here. And they will they will definitely say that they've never help used us. The, the, the verb herding to describe what they do in raising their agricultural animals. Help us describe it better. Help us invent a better new word. <laughs> okay. So some other adaptations. Their fur can trap air. Mm-hmm. So that means that it provides them with excellent insulation, but it also keeps them buoyant in water. So they can, like we talked about, be great swimmers, which is really vital since in their migrations, they often have to travel across massive rivers and lakes. Right. Their noses are especially designed to warm the air before it gets to their lungs. Interesting. So they have what's called nasoturbinal bones in the nose. And y'all, I had to look this up because I was really interested, but also the picture is amazing. I'm going to show it to Karina right now, and I'm going to post it to our Instagram and to our Facebook page because you all need to see this. It's really, really interesting. I think it's just... It looks like artwork. It's so beautiful. Okay, are you ready for this? Yes. Think about what you would imagine a reindeer skull will look I'm like. I'm not thinking about that. Just show me. That's not artwork. That's disgusting. It's not. It's so beautiful. No, it's not. They really. have like really delicate carved bones in their nose and it's beautiful. It's a big gaping hole with swirlies in it. Exactly. That's and it's gorgeous. terrifying. Big gaping holes are terrifying. No. Yes. Also, this one needed better teeth. I think it's broken. I think so, too. Yeah, I think the jaw Poor is baby. split. Mm. Poor friend. But it's it's gorgeous. Um, <laughs> just understand, listeners, that there <laughs> that's definitely subjective, and you may not agree. It kind of looks like if you've ever seen um, like paper curling or scrolling that's the delicate turning but it's just so amazing so what it does is it 
um, those curled thin bones in the nose support thin tissues that are richly supplied with blood vessels to warm icy air when breathed in before it reaches the lungs. Nice. That incoming cold and therefore really dry air is also moistened before it reaches the lungs so that they don't lose moisture. Nice. Right? But also, I'd be so sad if I could never take like a deep breath of frigid icy air. Yeah, that's Sometimes true. it's Sometimes really it's common. really, yeah. But I think it would get old if you had to do that all, all the time. time. Yeah. So I get it. Yes, yeah. And so some theories say that uh, that overabundance of um, veins in the nose yeah. might be part of what made Rudolph's nose so red. There's theories out there yes. for an imaginary reindeer with a magical light-up nose yeah. and the power to fly? Yeah. With a mythical white man that doesn't exist? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's weirder theories out there, but I just feel like that's a stretch. Listeners, tell us your theory. It's really a stretch because, like, they don't even have noses like the noses of those drawings. No, they don't. Like, it's more like a horse nose. It, it You know what? They were taking artistic license. That's so wild, though, now. Like, deer don't have those noses either. So no. where did that come from? Because now I'm picturing all of the, like, even not the big round yeah. red nose, but all of the deer in those have, like, those little black noses. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's not what reindeer noses look like. It's not what horse noses look like. It's not no. what doe noses look like. No. Where did that even come from? Artistic license. So dumb. <laughs> that's really frustrating me now. I'm Every sorry. time I watch Rudolph, I'm going to be like... Wrong. How? Wrong. Where did we Wrong. come up with this? It doesn't even look like a regular deer. So odd. So odd. We should do an anatom anatomically correct uh, Rudolph adaptation. Yeah. It would be amazing. I mean, look at them. They don't even have black noses. No. They're white. Yeah. So cute. Though. They're really cute. So cute. Right? Aw. I love so them. So precious. Yeah, look at those And you animals, could pet man. them. They're freaking wild. Ugh, they're beautiful. That's a very intense pair. Yeah, it is. Hello. This is so cute. So another adaptation that they have that's really helpful for them is a heat exchange. So they have those long, thin legs, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think that those legs could really easily get cold. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry to derail this one more time when we're running See, out of wait, time. Wait, no, go back up. That, that one, right there. That's it. This one? Yeah. That's the real red nose. The scientific reason for why. That's what I was talking about. The no, theory. I'm 100% sure it's this. Oh, that's it? With a clown nose? It's just like a red... <laughs> it's really <on> cute. <laughs> okay. Anyway, whew, the heat exchange. So those long, thin legs actually really help them to preserve heat because... Their, their veins are set up in such a way that blood moving into the legs is cooled by blood returning to the body in a countercurrent heat exchange. It's a highly efficient means of minimizing heat loss through the skin's surface. Mm -hmm. So in this exchange, in cold weather, blood vessels are closely knotted and intertwined with arteries to the skin and appendages that carry warm blood, with veins returning to the body that carry cold blood causing the warm arterial blood to exchange heat with the cold venous blood. So that way, even though their legs are kept cool, that maintains their core body temperature. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So it keeps them from um, losing heat. The heat is recycled instead of being dissipated. Mm -hmm. It's just a little too complex for me. It's pretty complex. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty science. It kind of flies right. Anyway, just know that... 
their veins and arteries and blood works in a way to keep them as warm as possible. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, hooves we already talked about. So now let's talk about a pretty recent discovery. Okay. They're the only mammal that can see in ultraviolet light. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Cool. So their their vision extends beyond the normal visible part of the spectrum into ultraviolet. Snow and ice are very UV reflective, while urine, predators, and lichens all strongly absorb UFV light. So they show up really, really clearly in contrast against a bright snow ice background. And that, like if they see dark urine, that might indicate the presence of predators or potential mates. Um, predators such as wolves will show up very strongly as dark silhouettes despite their camouflage fur. Mm-hmm. Lichen is going to show up really easily, and that's a major food source. So right. it's really like helpful for them. Even if they see them. just like a little bit of it peeking through the snow, yep. they could be like, ah, more. Yes. Nice. Super cool, huh? Specks across their mostly white vision. Yep. Yep. Fancy. And another adaptation is that their eyes turn blue in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, like inside of their eyes to help them process the UV and to better see in that bright, bright so light. So like they see through like a bluish lens. Yes. Wow. Right? It's not like their irises change No, they, they change color. Oh. Yeah, but like inside, like the background of their eyes. Yeah. It's not like so their like, pupil. Yeah. Their eye. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more just like random fun facts to tell you. Okay. Okay. So Santa's reindeer. This is the, the one I told that you don't to. don't exist. Wow. Spoiler alert. Jesus. <laughs> I don't want people out there thinking that we actually think that they do. So Santa's reindeer are most likely a particular subspecies from the Svalbard Islands off of Norway. We know that because um, Clement Seymour's poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, which first introduced the world to Santa's reindeer, describes them as tiny. The only reindeer that could really be considered tiny are the Svalbard spe- subspecies, which weigh about half as much as the average reindeer species and are at least a foot shorter in length. And that definitely proves useful for landing on roofs. So the the reindeer that you see in Christmas movies usually are the much bigger subspecies, so those probably aren't accurate to what Santa's reindeer actually look like. They're actually much smaller. So you're presenting something as a fact yeah. that's definitely someone's opinion based off a literary poem where the guy totally could have just been making up facts because he had no idea that small species of reindeer existed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fact. It's a fun fact. <laughs> no. It's a fun opinion. <laughs> it's an alternate fact. No. <laughs> uh. oh. Anyhow, Yeah. Lots of lots of stuff, mm-hmm. and I I'm pretty excited to see what new research continues to come out about these guys. Um, there's also some efforts to reintroduce caribou into some kind of lower states. Um, Idaho okay. is actively trying to reintroduce a form of caribou that lived in southern Idaho until the 19th century. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see if they're able to get that going on. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good luck, Idaho. Yeah. For sure. I'm, uh, I mean, it'd be cool to see more caribou around, but I feel like I'm pretty neutral in that, you know, if, if nobody's ever like, bring them back to California, I'd, I'd be okay with that. Um, I kind of feel like my life is severely lacking in reindeer right now. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> 
All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm satisfied with looking at pictures of them. Yeah. But now I true. just feel like this episode has left me in a gaping hole of like frustration over Christmas reindeer. And I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I just like just it just doesn't make any sense. Oh. They just made something up. Yes. Just completely and totally made up. Yeah. Like reindeer are real. Why couldn't you just name them like some kind of other creature right. that like it doesn't exist that you could then Santa's create it however you want it to be. Slay is pulled by unicorns. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. That would be amazing. And I would definitely much prefer to have a team of unicorns land on my roof. I mean, I think the idea was, okay, well, Santa comes from these really t- cold climates. Yeah. He must have a big sleigh and big sled. What could possibly live in those climates and also pull that sled? Oh, Reindeer. Huskies. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he lands on the roof and all he hears, <laughs> Yeah, so for this Christmas, Huskies, Malamute. Don't <laughs> leave out carrots for the caribou or, or you know, leave other out small hot dogs carnivorous things. Put out hot dogs for the Huskies. And cheese. <laughs> oh my God. Everything is the best now. We we made it through a whole reindeer episode, and we didn't even talk about Sven once, and I'm pretty upset. I know about I'm it. really sad about that. I do love Sven. Sven is amazing. See, that's a reindeer. Like, yeah, that's what a reindeer a is supposed to reindeer. look like. Mm-hmm. He's a real reindeer man. And you only need the one to pull a sled. Well, that was a pretty small sled. It wasn't carrying the weight of toys it for was children brand new across the entire and had just world. Just been varnished and carried <laughs> ice. Okay, so. And a really big man. Yes. Yeah, very bulky. Yeah. Yeah. Big feet. <laughs> a little sinky. Clunky. <laughs> a little, little clunky. I love him. <laughs> I love Frozen. Probably too much. Um, we do have to wrap up here because the holiday season, family to spend time with, things to do, so much to get done. Papers to finish grading. Yes, indeed. But we really hope that you enjoyed episode 24. Yay! If you liked us and you want more, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or our website, CritterCastPodcast.com. Yeah, hey, how about take advantage of our little seasonal break? Yeah. Go back and listen to every episode that you 24 missed. 24 episodes or of CritterCast to enjoy. go back and re-listen. Exactly. Yeah. Go back and watch all of our videos. You can find them on our Facebook right? page, our Facebook Facebook is CritterCast. Right. You can find adorable photos, mm-hmm. funny mm. memes on our Instagram, which is at CritterCast Podcast. That's right. Or you can hop on over to Twitter and follow our hilarious feed there, at Cast Critter. Yeah. So there's lots of ways you can get in contact with us. If you'd like to send us something that requires a little bit formality, you're always welcome to send us an email, CritterCastPodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You totally don't have to, but you're welcome to. <laughs> Um, and if you go through all of that and you're just still aching and need to, head on over to Patreon. Find mm-hmm. us. Our page is labeled as Just CritterCast. Join us as a Patreon member and get access to extra exclusive content. Oh, my God. It's Amazing. all very exciting stuff. It's very exciting, Ruru. Are you ready to sign off, Ruru? Can you say, see you later, alligator? Okay. Now say, after a while, crocodile.